Hey gang, you're back with us for another episode of the Touch of Gloves podcast. I'm Jed, and Jace isn't with us this week. He's off having a life. Uh, the one plus to that means that our, um, hopefully, our audience will go up by one. If I can hope so, if the, the co-host of this podcast won't listen to it when he's not on it, I don't think there's much hope for us, if I'm being honest. Uh, but yeah, whilst that cat's away, this mouse is going to talk boxing. Uh, whenever he's not around, I, I take the opportunity to do so. If I'm ever not here, I think you should prepare yourselves for this podcast to uh, become a Formula One podcast, because Jace would definitely take advantage of that. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm just going to talk through all the, the upcoming um combat sports things uh october has to be my favorite month for fights in a long time uh just the stuff this on the horizon is so exciting both mma wise and boxing wise uh so i'll get into that uh i feel a bit guilty doing uh, news and notes without without jace because i know he would love to uh get massively excited with me in regards to um Last Saturday's fight, obviously the, the main thing that everyone's talking about is Joaquin Buckley's ridiculous knockout, possibly the knockout, as it will probably be known going forward, against uh, Impa Kasangane. hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, ridiculous. If you haven't seen it, Google it. Literally, probably just type in Buckley in UFC and it'll come up. Or, as I said, the knockout on YouTube and it'll, it'll come up. Uh, this crazy spin kick in terms of just like the aesthetics of the knockout probably the best knockout of all time like you could talk about other things like uh, Holly Holm or, or Connor uh, but the, when you get into that kind of discussion you're talking more about the the context of the fight it happened in and the, the opposition it happened in if you're just talking about the visuals of the knockout god damn this has got to be it is insane uh, that happened on the Marlon Moraes versus um, Corey Sanhagen card, uh, which was was a fun card, surprisingly fun. Um, the Ben Rothwell scrap was was bloody um, and sluggish, that <laughs> fun. Uh, the co-main Edson Barboza versus Macwani Mokani was good. It was nice to see Edson get back in the in the win column, uh, and then Corey stamped his position in the. Uh, the bantamweight rankings. Obviously, his last fight out, he lost to uh, Aljamain Sterling, uh, which got him a title shot. That's now been confirmed. Peter Yan is going to be defending his title against uh, Aljamain Sterling on the same card as uh, the Amanda Nunes. I think that's in December. Um, but yeah, Corey got back on track, stopped Marlon Moraes, just made it look easy. The feints were working wonders. He had just Marlon not really knowing what to do. Uh, and then, yeah, caught him with a spinning head kick, dropped him, finished him with strikes on the ground. Uh, Marlon contested it after the fact, said he thought it was a bit early. I can see where he's coming from, but at the same time, it was clear where that, where that fight was going. Uh, I have no problems with the stoppage. Um, so, yeah, let's, uh, that was what's happened. Let's get on to what's happening. Um, what should we do first? Uh, well, this weekend is probably my most anticipated fight night of the year in terms of just two fights that are on. MMA-wise, we have the return of the Korean Zombie versus Brian Ortega. Uh, Jesus, I, I don't know if there's a fighter 
I get more excited and nervous to watch in Korean Zombie because you know he can finish a fight at any time, but you also know he is, you know, he has been knocked out. George Root knocked him out in the in the WEC, um, and yeah, Rodriguez obviously finished him with that ridiculous elbow. Uh, so yeah, I have no idea how that one's gonna go. The rest of the card is fine. It is what it is. Uh, Caitlin Chukagin's on there versus Jessica Andrade. That's a quite an interesting fight. Tomas Almeida comes back, but really, we're all here for that main event. Uh, Brian T. City Ortega, I believe, is his first fight back since he was absolutely dominated by Max Holloway. Uh, so it'd be interested to see how that fight changed him because he took one hell of a beating. Um, and yeah, this one's been brewing for a while. I think there's some genuine bad blood. Brian Ortega at one point slapped Korean Zombies translator. Uh, Zombies obviously taken offense to that. He's called him out numerous times. He's called him a coward. Uh, yeah, I think these guys are going to want to hurt each other. Both of them can finish it any time. Both of them can finish it standing or on the ground. Neither of them are ever out of the fight until it's literally over being waved off. I have no idea how it's going to go. Could be first round knockout, could be submission. Any like I just had the possibilities are endless, and that's what makes this one so damn exciting. Um, cannot wait. Boxing side of things, we have uh, Lomachenko versus Tiafima Lopez. For those of you that don't follow boxing, uh, Lomachenko has got to be the most forward not forward thinking that's not the way to say it he is just they call him the matrix and they call him high tech and those nicknames are completely apt like he literally looks like he's three moves ahead of everybody like he knows what's coming his movement is phenomenal his ring iq is phenomenal uh he is one of the great fighters of this era certainly um will he state his claim to be one of the great fighters of all time uh, tough to say, um, but this win will certainly help him in that direction. It will be unifying the lightweight division. Uh, he's going up against a young gun, Tiafima Lopez, who has just been knocking out dudes left and right. Uh, I think this time last year, a lot of people would have said that this was premature. He was going in against someone too good for him. Uh, but in his last fight, he fought uh, world champion Richard Comey, uh, which was his toughest test to date, and he destroyed him he took his head off uh in no time at all and since then yeah talk has changed um some genuine bad blood between these guys too uh Lomachenko's, he plays things cool uh he has ice in his veins and i don't think mind games particularly work on him but you can see lopez just doesn't like that he is considered an underdog in this fight i don't think he sees him I think he sees himself as the favourite and is annoyed that he's not. Uh, yeah, he definitely wants to take Lomachenko's head off, add that scalp to his resume, and uh, make his own mark in the sport. Um, I really hope these fights aren't on at the same time, because I want to watch both of them. I cannot wait. Uh, just superb style matchups um, for both. And then the week after... I won't be going into this one too much. Of course, I'll be saving this discussion for Jace. Uh, we've got Gagey versus Habib, the other most anticipated fight of the year. Um, and then after that, boxing-wise, we have 
Alexander Yusik versus Derek Chisora, which is uh, a stunning fight. Um, Yusik is a um, he's a champion from the division below, so he he's primarily fought his career at uh, cruiserweight, um, unify the belts there by going to his opponents' home countries and beating them on their own ground at their own game. Uh, he is a fighter's fighter. Uh, he is phenomenal. Um, but the money's not in that division. So he's gone up to heavyweight, um, and this is his first real test. Uh, I don't think anyone would call Chisora a world beater, but he's also no pushover. He's a character. He's got one hell of a punch on him. He's got a chin. Uh, he's sturdy, um, and that's going to be an, an awesome fight. Very excited for that one. Uh, and on that same night, Halloween night, uh, we have the monster himself, which is fitting for Halloween, um, in a way versus Jason Maloney. Uh, my God, like I just, as I said, loving this month. So many exciting fights, um, absolute class. I'm not going to spend too long breaking them down. I think what I'll do is just focus on the two mains I've already discussed. So how I think they're going to go. I know I've said I I don't have a clue, but I'm going to. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go out on a limb and make a, a bet. Um, Chan Sung Jung, the reason why Chan Sung Jung is not just my heart. Um, I think he has the power to hurt Ortega. Um, I think after the war Ortega had with Holloway, he's not going to want that kind of damage because he knows how long that kept him out previously. Uh, and I can see him trying something wild, particularly uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I can see him going for some unorthodox submission. Kind of not forgetting that Zombie also has that background. Obviously, he was the first guy to get a, a twister in the UFC against Leonard Garcia in their, uh, their great series of fights back in the day. Um, but yeah, I can see him going for something... Perhaps a bit hastily, because that is primarily what he's known for. These he's come from behind stoppages, catching people in standing guillotines, or taking Frankie Edgar's head off, or you know the ways he's won before. I can see him returning to that well, uh, and it just not working. Uh, as I said, Zombie has been stopped before, but I just think he's sturdy enough to take Ortega's punches, and he's savvy enough on the ground uh, to not get submitted. I can see there being some scrambles. I wouldn't even be surprised if both men are rocked, if not dropped. Uh, but I just think Jung is good enough everywhere to get the better of him. I think he could even surprise Ortega by getting a submission. I wouldn't be surprised to see Ortega go for standing guillotine or, or rolling leg lock or something weird. Uh, and yeah, Zombie play it cool and just reverse the position or capitalize on a uh, something that's not quite locked in, turn it to his advantage and get the stoppage. Uh, I'm not going to call the round, but I am going to say, uh, yeah, Chan Sang Jung by submission. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm nervous already. I would like to see the, the odds on that. Uh, I couldn't even tell you who the favorite is. It's like it's that close. Uh, both men constant they must have got a fair few performance of the night awards between them um but yeah absolute class guys you need to stay up for this one it's going to be a can't miss fight a can't blink fight because you never know when it's gonna when it's gonna end um and i really hope 
that if Zombie does get this win, it puts him in line for a title shot. Uh, I know he's had one before against Aldo and he didn't do too well, uh, but I just, his time is now. Like, he's looked great. Uh, he was beating the hell out of Yair Rodriguez before that out of nowhere elbow, uh, which was not to say it was lucky. Yair threw that with intent. Uh, there was just no way that anyone would predict a strike coming from that angle. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, those things happen. That's why we love this sport. Um, but, yeah, that's what I'm predicting. I hope he gets a, a dynamic finish so there is no way that Dana can refuse him, get him in there, get him fighting for the belt. Um, and if he wins it, my God, I'll be dancing in the street. Jesus. Uh, so that's my pick. I would love to know what Jace... I mean, I'll, I'll text him. <laughs> I'll, let you, I'll let you guys know. So Jace will pick before uh, we do the, the post-fight show. Um, and then we can discuss if we either agreed or disagreed. Uh, see who, who's come out on top of that bet. Um, the boxing match. Uh, Lomachenko versus Teofimo Lopez. I mean, the smart money's on, on Lomachenko. He's one of the all-time greats. His... Uh, his amateur career is like almost 400 fights and he only lost one of them. He's one of the greatest amateur fighters of all time. Uh, he's making his mark for one of the great lightweight fighters, even though it's not his weight class. He's definitely outsized here, um, which is why the few people that are predicting Lopez are saying that he is the biggest puncher Lomachenko's ever faced. He's a big 135er. If he hits him, Lomachenko may not be able to recover. And all those things are true. But if I'm being honest, I don't think he hits him. Uh, Lomachenko's only loss is, as a professional is against Orlando Salido. Um, and that was in his second fight. And the way Salido beat him was basically to cheat. I'm a big Salido fan, but uh, he came in like ridiculously overweight um, and just constantly fouled him. So Lemonchenko, he loves to create angles and step to the side and then catch you when you're not looking, um, or at least not looking where you should be. It's the shots you don't see coming that do the damage. Every time he tried to step to the side, Salido punched him in the dick, basically. Punched him in the dick, punched him in the legs, just made it so he couldn't move uh, the way he usually would. He would stick his head in his chest and just pound on the body, grab him at every opportunity. It was an ugly, ugly fight. Uh, but it taught Lomachenko a lot. He's been a, a much better fighter since then. And I don't think that Teofimo Lopez is that kind of fighter. Uh, he can make things scrappy, but that's not what he's going to be looking to do. He's going to be looking for that big punch. He's not going to want to hold... He's not going to want to foul. That's just, that's not who he is. Um, and I think the bad blood, as much as I'm like, yeah, he, he feels he's been a bit shortchanged by many of the, the critics, I think a lot of that is manufactured to sell the fight, which they don't need to do because it is one of the most exciting fights in that division for years. Um, but yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not betting against Lomachenko. Uh, he's too good, too quick, too smart. He's just better everywhere. The only thing he's lacking is size and power. And as I said, if you can't hit him, that isn't really going to factor in too much. Um, Clay Collard was supposed to be on that card. Uh, MMA fans may remember that name. He, uh, he came in way back in the day, short notice, and fought Max Holloway. Uh, he was a scrappy, anytime, anywhere kind of guy. 
Um, didn't put together too many wins and he was eventually dropped. Uh, and then he ended up becoming sort of a journeyman boxer that was uh, getting fed, or the plan was to feed him to uh, some up and coming prospects. And he's sort of become like the feel good story of this year in the boxing world where everyone thought he was done, no one really thought much of him, and he just keeps beating these guys. Uh, he keeps beating these guys. As I said, unfortunately, he was supposed to be on the Lomachenko car, but he's, uh, COVID has, has got him, um, for fuck's sake. So yeah, he's off. Uh, hopefully we see him again this year because he seems to be the underdog for um, the Ring Magazine Boxer of the Year, which is bizarre because <laughs> he's he is still sort of journeyman, but, you know, he's having one hell of a year and you've got to acknowledge that. Uh, sticking on the, the boxing thing, um, if you guys are interested, uh, I definitely recommend checking this out. We've had the boxing fight of the year, probably, already. Um, Zapeda, so uh, Jose Zapeda versus um, Ivan Baranchek. Uh, Give It a YouTube is on there. Uh, I've sent it to um, friends and family who don't even follow boxing. I'm like, you have to watch this fight. Uh, I only really knew them. Um, as opponents, so I knew Baranchik lost to Josh Taylor, uh, and I, you know, I was vaguely familiar with them, um, and I knew they were tough, and I knew they could crack. Um, but Jesus, this fight has eight knockdowns in five rounds. It is an absolute war. It is, it is unbelievable. Uh, it takes, I'd say, I don't know, forty seconds to get to get warmed up. So it's not like you've got to wait around, it's not like you've got to wait a few rounds. As soon as that bell goes, they just go hell for leather and they are dropping each other left and right. Um, it is a fantastic fight. Um, so I, I'd, I'm pretty confident saying that we've now had a boxing fight of the year as well as our MMA fight of the year. Uh, MMA fight of the year is probably going to remain Jajajek versus Wele Zhang. I can't see that being, being beaten. Um, which has just reminded me, uh, sticking on boxing and MMA and uh, fights of the year, I'm going to pitch this to the editor. So I, uh, I write for a fan magazine called uh, The Pugilist Mag. Uh, you can follow them at Twitter at The Pugilist Mag. Um, I'm just going to double check that just in case I've got that wrong. <laughs> if I do, I'll probably be getting a, a bollocking. Um, either way, uh, yeah, definitely check them out on Twitter because the magazine's free you can download it at any time we recently did a, a Four Kings um, special uh, I wrote an article on um, uh, Tommy Hearns uh, versus Roberto Duran uh, but you know if you're tired of listening to me and think I don't want to bloody read anything Duran there's loads of other great writers on there but anyway the reason I bring that up is because the December issue is going to be uh, is focused on female fighters uh, and I think I might do a, a review piece on that fight. As I said, it's got to be fight of the year. It was absolutely fantastic. Um, and there'll be some stuff in there about Amanda Nunes and Katie Taylor. And just, yeah, it'll, it'll be awesome. Um, especially if you're interested in, in female fighters. There is, the magazine's really awesome. There's interviews on YouTube with Duke McKenzie, uh, who coincidentally is the only expert I know that is picking Tiafima Lopez to win the Lomachenko fight. Uh, but yeah, he's a British legend. Um, there's an upcoming interview with Joseph Parker, uh, who famously fought uh, AJ for the title. Um, 
but yeah no check them out and obviously give us a follow on twitter as well um we are at touch of gloves uh yeah i don't really think i have too much more to say without jace you know making fun of me <laughs> uh yeah i don't i don't know i mean usually we probably go into the the whole card uh but as i said there's not there's not too much i want to talk about i'm not going to break down caitlin chikagian versus jessica andrage um so now I think we'll probably leave it at that. What I will say, quickly going back to uh, to news and notes. Uh, apparently, Connor has been offered Dustin Poirier for January. I know Connor wants a fight this year, but come on, dude, that's that's close enough that you should accept the fight. Um, Nate Diaz has been tweeting, calling out people. He's not going to fight, is he? <laughs> uh, he's been calling out people left and right. As soon as he saw Connor was in the news. Um, he was yeah, saying they were play fighting. Um, he called out Dan Hooker, bizarrely. Or Dan Hooker called him out. And Nate said he'd take the fight at 165. Which, I don't really know why he wants to fight that weight class. It's not a weight class that exists in the UFC. I know he's a proponent of getting it installed. Um, but either way, why not just do it at, at 170? Uh, but if that fight ends up happening at 155, uh, I think that'd be awesome. Like, Dan is a tough son of a bitch um and nate is nate you know you never really know what nate you're going to get but if you get him on the right night i think that could be a great fight he would definitely be bleeding all over the show um and if he managed to to last long enough then yeah maybe he uh he gasses out dan hooker or gets him to the ground and sinks in one of his uh triangles where he flips off the flips off the crowd or lack of crowd is the case would, would probably be um but yeah dan i, I want to see him back i know a lot of people are, are done with the diaz brothers uh but yeah i will never be one of those people uh right so i think that's it from me guys but yeah october holy shit what a month is going to be uh, when you next hear from us probably be early next week mid next week we'll run through the the cards will obviously talk about change uh, the Korean zombies hopefully stellar victory um, any fallout from that will break down hopefully Jace lets me touch on the uh, the boxing the boxing fights maybe I'll have to let him talk a bit about F1 <laughs> to do so uh, but yeah we'll break those down but the main subject is going to be Gagey versus Habib um, we'll run through that card we'll explain our bets um, just a quick look at it. Yeah, Rafael Dos Anjos is on there. That's awesome. Alexander Volkov versus Walt Harris. That's quite interesting. Robert Whittaker versus Jared Cannonier. That's a great co-main. And then, yeah, the big one, Habib versus Justin Gagey. We'll run through it all. How much of um, the loss of his father will impact Habib? Will impact Habib? Do we think that's going to change his, his style? Is it, is it going to take his heart out of it? Is it going to take it, make him more determined? We're going to talk about Gagey and if his uh, his wrestling is actually a, a bit of a myth because we've never seen it. We're going to make our picks uh, and we're probably going to sound like idiots as, as we always do. Um, so hopefully you guys can join us uh, and hopefully I didn't bore you with my, my boxing uh, my boxing run. But cheers gang, I'll catch you then.